1: You're just trying to, like, you know,
0: kick oh, fights okay. for everybody. I'm sounding sassy. I don't even know where <laughs> it's coming from. <laughs>
1: good afternoon good evening good morning thank you again everyone for tuning in and listening to chain wrestling with mags and Sai. i am Sai. Um, and with me as always is the demo god to my heartbreak kid the lion heart to my midnight rocker the podfather himself mr mags how are we doing sir
0: I'm doing the Midnight Rocker. Jesus, that is a throwback. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing really good. I just uh, actually watched this this match in the in the past couple of hours. So, yeah, I'm uh, really uh, looking forward to to chatting about uh, No Mercy 2008. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I actually watched um, the whole show back. I sort of put it on in the background, thinking when it gets to the main event, I'll stop what I was doing and and concentrate on the match that we're covering. But I kind of got drawn in and ended up yeah. just watching the whole show and just basically starting front of wrestling again all afternoon. So it's, uh, I've not been my most most productive today, Mag, so I'm not gonna lie.
0: Well, we, we, you deserve it. You've grafted hard on this. All these ideas for for your um, your conglomerate. You you deserve a bit of a rest. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, how's your week been, then, buddy? What have you been up to? Anything good? Uh, much like last week, mate. It's these weeks are melding into one for me. I don't know where one week ends and another begins. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's highly likely that the misses may have a COVID now, so it's um, we're going to have to self isolate. And yeah, it's a it's a madness. It's an absolute madness. So
1: yeah, Wait, is she all right or?
0: No, yeah, she's not. She's not uh, had any really bad symptoms. It's just that with the job that she does, she works in a in uh, in the care sector. She she basically runs a company where the uh, uh, kids who have, have been in the in the care system are kind of transitioning into leaving and and uh, starting out in the big bad world on their own. So she provides like the services for for um, basically. Showing them how they, how they can uh, survive on their own and kind of like really kind of uh, boosting their independence. So as as you can imagine, she uh, she like goes to a lot of different people's properties and um, she's like uh, provides care for 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 these kids and support. Um, but unfortunately, one of them has has probably contracted COVID, which means it's then like a um, just like a. a a domino effect that she then gets it other members of staff get it and stuff like that unfortunately so yeah it's uh it means that i mean she's she, she's set a test off today which i think she'll get a, a results tomorrow or the day after something like that but yeah it's 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 likely that she may have uh picked it up which I'm i'm surprised it took so long to be fair i mean we've had four tests I think but uh, uh like over the like the year or so that COVID has been destroying the earth and we've been lucky that we haven't had it so far but yeah it looks like this this may be our running out.
1: Oh yeah sorry to hear that mate. I mean at least at least she's doing okay in herself I suppose that's that's one good thing.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Hopefully everything uh everything goes well and, and so on. I mean like you said it's <laughs> It's difficult to avoid for some people doing certain roles, I guess, regardless of how careful you may be. I suppose you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can be as as uh, as careful as you can, and, and she definitely is. uh she uh, washes her hands, she wears masks all the time. Uh, but when you're dealing with uh, teenagers who have not had the best of uh, upbringings, uh, to to put it lightly, it, it's they don't really like to follow the rules at the best of times, so. Um, yeah, it, it it does spread like wildfire in 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 the care sector, and unfortunately, yeah, uh, it it may have, have caught. Us.
1: Yeah, well, again, my I hope ends up uh, ends up being okay there, you know. But I mean, if you got to isolate, you know, just uh, we had a bit of time doing something similar here, mm-hmm. um, going back quite a few weeks, maybe a couple of months ago where my wife was poorly I had to be tested turned out to be nothing um but the father-in-law and the mother-in-law both tested positive so that was kind of where we had to um get our test from because the wife goes around to help them because their age and, and so on uh-huh. yeah. yeah so that little time period isolating initially it was bloody lovely because i'm not a big fan of people anyway man, <laughs> wife, you know i've got the people around me that i like and that'll do me for a while but then after you know a short a very very short period of time i went a little stir crazy and you know yeah. it just enjoys your batty doesn't it
0: it absolutely does um this i mean we're very sociable people anyway and we've got like a really uh really big like circle of friends but not being able to see the people you interact with on a day-to-day basis and just essentially staring at four walls all the time yeah it's it's
1: it's really annoying. It's really, yeah. really annoying. Yeah, I bet, mate. I bet. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose in the last, the last week for me, hasn't been as bad as that, getting a sort of positive uh, test result or, or assuming you've got a positive test result. But I've had a couple of things pop up, I guess. Um, first of all, I, I, the other week I made the mistake, and it is a mistake, I always instantly regret it when I do it, uh, for a job interview okay a, a trial day at a, at a job, um, I thought I better tidy myself up a little bit, and I had a shave, uh, shaving off. Wow. And uh, again, within literally, I reckon thirty seconds of doing it, I just think to myself, "You think this every single time you shave it off? Why have you done it again, you idiot?" Yeah, because I look ridiculous, and it's not a case anymore where I shave it off and I look. I used to shave it off and look like I was eleven. <laughs> I mean, it's made me look like a puff child,
0: and that's exactly what my wife says. Is I've had a uh, like a not a, a big beard, but like um, a, a decent enough beard for years now. But I, I was one who would always stay clean shaven, and then I grew the beard out. Um, then I shaved in. The, the wife said, Never ever shave that again because you look like a massive baby.
1: Yeah, Well, no, that's what <laughs> used to happen with me. I'd shave it off like if I was a uh... You know, for, for certain situations where you've got to be a bit more presentable, I guess, or even though it has got to a stage where it was annoying me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, the worst part of it, like you said, is, is I would look, like I said, about 11 years old. Um, my young, <laughs> my youngest daughter, one stage many years ago when she was much smaller, um, I shaved my beard off. She actually cried at me. Um, <laughs> my dog um, would growl at me when i walk in the house until I spoke and he recognised my voice. But on this occasion, it's not actually made me look younger. It's, well, two things have happened, really. It's probably the only thing I can remove from myself that adds something on. I've shaved my beard off and somehow got fatter. You know, it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not hiding all my extra face and chins anymore. It's almost like, oh, wow, okay, How, where do all those extra chins come from? That's insane. Um, and then it's also, now it's starting to come back through. Coming back through, believe grey, bags. completely grey. It's like if you imagine, wow. if you imagine um, the hair colour of William Hartnell, the first Doctor Who. Um, Jesus, that's kind of what, the, especially around sort of the goatee area of my beard is coming back through. So yes, yeah, it's, it's done the opposite of making me look younger. I look about, I reckon maybe ninety six. So it's
0: <laughs> but is it coming through all grey or is it patchy grey? It's not. It's not all
1: completely grey, but it's a lot more grey than was there beforehand. <laughs>
0: a lot more. <laughs> man, man comes through like Hans fifty-seven. Like, had this spots of ginger, these spots of uh, brown, grey, white. Yeah, I, I get the full gamut of colours. Oh, you got a proper Noel Edmonds beard.
1: <laughs> all the different colours, like Noel Evans, is sort of, yeah?
0: like a <laughs> rainbow, like an upside-down yeah. clown uh, wig. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I mean, so there was that—the whole uh, mistake of having a shave again. Um, I got a Twitter ban this week.
0: Oh, which was, really? Which was what not have shit. you been up to? I mean, I've had Twitter Twitter issues this week, but uh, I didn't get banned. So, what have you been up to, you naughty little scamp?
1: <laughs> it was it was like a twelve-hour ban, I think it said, or eighteen hours, something like that. It wasn't a full day, um, but yeah, last night I ended up getting it. It didn't affect me too much because so I just went to bed. So, <laughs> And I, and I woke up and it said, oh, yeah, you're still banned. And then a few hours later, I said, you're not. But um, basically, I made... I, I put a tweet out about passing comments about the uh, the fella who um, committed the horrific crime towards Lee Rigby a few years ago that I'm sure everyone in the UK is familiar okay. with. I, I put, he's, he's apparently tested positive for COVID and is really struggling. And one newspaper report said... Um, fighting in pain for every breath and all this sort of stuff. So I just put a little, I I put a tweet out there. I'm not going to lie, I I had a couple of beers inside me, Mags. it loosened me up a little bit. (laughs) I I put a tweet out just basically saying, no, the bastard dies a real slow and painful death. Um, I may have used some other colourful language that I won't use back on the show, Um, words that my mum would slap my face for using. Um, But yeah, basically just said, you know, good riddance to the bloke um and within
0: i reckon within a minute
1: i had a notification come through saying that i've been i've been uh suspended
0: straight away yes. so it, it was kind of like uh auto recognize you probably use some f- words that flag up and then it gets uh it, it's basically like content id uh you yeah. you, you pulled the band. did it not say that the band would be uh took away if you deleted the post
1: yeah yeah um i, I I don't think i did delete it
0: <laughs> you it. rebel
1: or did i maybe that was why it was over in a few hours because i did delete it like i said i was you know i was, I was a little bit worse for wear at the time so <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah i mean for all the arguing and and uh kind of uh battles i get into on on twitter i've only ever been banned one time and that was for uh I, w- I went through my uh, following list and I, I basically started unfollowing everybody who, uh, who was a bot account or who didn't follow back. Uh, you know when you get those follow trains and then people yeah. get, get a massive amount of followers and then uh, delete them all so it looks like they've got massive e-penises because everybody follows them and, they, and they're and cool. Uh, so I just got rid of, I'd say about 500 followers, uh, 500 fo- people who I were following. And then uh, Twitter went mental at me and said yeah you, you really you can't do this that's not a, uh here's a six hour ban but it, what it also did was it deleted all my followers all my followings so it was like i was following nobody at all so i got about 50 messages of people saying oh yeah what, how come you've unfollowed me and i'm like no it's not me uh eventually it gave me all it gave me all the followings back but, yeah, it did cost me in followers. Uh, so, yeah, that was a, a lesson learned. If you're going to unfollow people, do it in small amounts.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, I suppose whilst we're, we're talking about uh, Twitter and social media in general and so on, um, we could jump uh, ahead of ourselves a little bit and have a look at some of the responses and interactions we've had over the last mm. week or a couple of days. Okay. Um, day or two ago i put out a tweet basically asking for people's um unpopular opinions which is a bit of a i suppose cliche statement that sometimes goes floating around twitter and and so on um using the term unpopular opinion actually also got me my first real insight into the dark side of you know wrestling twitter with an individual Ooh. that I'm not going to name because he's a complete bell end. I don't want to give him the, the justification of naming him on our show. But uh, that was what, if you remember, Mags, we had that conversation before. He jumped on something I said. Um, and it's my first little interaction with, with that. Is, more. He,
0: is he a quite an infamous uh, Twitter troll? By quite an chance? infamous dickhead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um with
0: his little video, I, his beer, we and, know who you're talking yeah, about the, tw- the twitter verse nod are you talking about oh he's just an absolute knob scrape mate <laughs> he's just an absolute
1: dick smart but um yeah I, he jumped on and started trying to pick a fight with me about you unpopular opinions and and uh, uh, that's not an opinion that's stupidity and all this sort of nonsense <laughs> but um that's obviously the dark side to it. We're lucky enough, Mags, with we, our, our lovely little show here and the, the people we talk to online to have nice pleasant responses of people talking to us about things that they have hot takes upon or unpopular opinions. We'll have a quick scan through some of these, shall we? Let's do it. Okie doke uh, We had a tweet from the Good Cop, Bad Cop wrestling podcast okay. uh, Twitter, which is at Bad Wrestle. Um, and they were saying that if we don't like when if, if wrestlers we don't like go over the 30 days without defending their title, it's mentioned on day 31 is, is what they're <laughs> That's when, Oscar, true. when Oscar recently went two months without defending the Raw Women's title, nothing was said. Um, and, and they're saying that we need to be calling out both sides of the coin, I guess, wrestlers we like and dislike. I suppose applying the rules to everybody,
0: which I think is a fair enough statement, don't you? yeah uh, i mean i agree in in theory but we're talking about a predetermined sport mm. <laughs> i don't think the rules are hard and fast set in stone it's it's when it when it suits the wwe i suppose but yeah it does make sense in theory we should the there should be a one rule for all. But being an MMA fan, we we see that as well in in uh, in MMA circles uh, when it's a, a when a fighter who's a particularly arrogant or is a bit of a douchebag is champion, people are, are, are usually calling for the head when they go for for months and months without defending the title. But then you get champions who everybody likes, and it's fine if they only ever fight once. A, twice a year so yeah we i do see that uh as in the mma world as well but i agree with uh and I, I hate saying this because uh one half of the good cop bad cop is a uh, a bit of a douche matt willis words, Uh i
1: know
0: it, it all depends <laughs> which which one of the good cops is uh good cop bad cop team is if it's graham uh, much love if it's Matt you're a terrible podcaster um, <laughs> no. I, I know. we'll be cancelled that's us getting a Twitter ban again um, no I agree with him it's a, it is, that's um, a very good take I don't think it's that particularly unpopular no,
1: no fair enough um, MGB Mason at MGB oh. Wrestling Pod uh, Roman Reigns was great even before he was head of the table I, I think in ring, Reigns has always been quite good. I, I don't necessarily, I didn't get on with a lot of the stuff that he did as a babyface, though, to be honest. I think, it, again, in ring, very talented fella, of course he is, but the whole baby, squeaky, clean, babyface character just I, didn't resonate with me. What do you reckon, Max?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with Mason. Uh, I think that Roman Reigns is, is one of the better, more underrated wrestling talents that are. Uh, that the WWE have got uh and like you I wasn't really on board with uh with uh the the squeaky um, squeaky clean baby face but I, I did appreciate how good he was as uh, a WWE wrestler um I like the, the the kind of edge he's got to him now uh, it's really kind of made me gravitate towards it but I can understand why people. Uh, do do appreciate the original uh, version of Roman Reigns, uh, but I've also got to give props out to to Mason. He's uh, he's dropped his first ever self produced uh, podcast uh, at thirteen years old. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, at thirteen, I, I could barely write uh, me on name out, and he's uh, a <laughs> producing podcasts. So yeah, he's uh, he's an inspiration to us all.
1: Oh, fair play, that's incredible. Thirteen years of age, man. Fair play, fair play to you, Mason. Well done. Man. <laughs> um okay uh your good friend well your, your podcast wife um at rain counter paul uh take that to have the greatest catalogue of music in the 21st century and gary barlow is one of the best songwriters the uk has ever produced
0: okay he he knows how to to push my buttons does does paul <laughs> we uh we once had the uh for badlands a topic of uh the mount rushmore of take that songs um and as a a middle-aged gentleman who uh i'd say i've got an eclectic taste in music i like quite a lot i think take that are are really good i enjoy listening to take that i sing along with take that song so um whilst it may not be the very best as it as he's Put it out they are a, a good band i mean you can everybody knows uh at least six take that song so yeah I, I'll, I'll begrudgingly agree with him
1: my wife um actually loves to take that has done ever since she, she was you know younger when they first came out uh goes has gone to see them pretty much every time they've come through the uk in recent <laughs> years um so i suppose i know a great deal to take that just by listening to what she may play. Um, Gary Barlow also, he, he did a lot of songwriting for other artists, didn't he? He did, yeah. So he's probably got a, a, quite a big catalogue I'm unaware of, I guess. Um, Paul's also put here, war rumbles are rubbish, and once you've seen one, you've seen war." And I'm just going to ignore that, because I'm stuck in nonsense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Paul, Paul Tolley has some good takes, but he also has some incredibly horrific takes. To put into context how bad some of Paul's takes are, the guy doesn't like eating crisps. He doesn't enjoy food at all. He said it, it it's just basically fuel in your body. But he also eats no stock cubes as a stack. What the little the little brain block things that you make gravy out of? Yeah, pretty much. He'll he'll use half of the block for his uh, his gravy. And the the rest, which is essentially flavouring and salt, he'll chew it and he'll just like eat it down. Yeah. So I don't put much uh, much sway on Paul's takes. That's a horrific take. He's is, it? is, is, is it? he's Welsh as well. Let's not forget that. So, hey,
1: careful, mate, careful, <laughs> <laughs> careful. I, I've got a, a very small percentage of Welsh, apparently Welsh blood in me. Um,
0: I mean, I not don't. all not all Welsh people are bad.
1: I just Paul, my big toe is Welsh. It's, it's all <laughs> that, equivalent, I, I think, as far as I know. But yes, yeah, it's. it's uh, I mean, to be honest, I can I can kind of get on with that eating a little bit of stock. You might imagine that'd be quite nice, but I, I like more stuff like and
0: stuff like that as well. Oh, eat yeah, but eating the make gravy, with it, I, I get drinking the 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 gravy. It's kind of like allow bother, but chewing a block of salt like chicken flavoured salt no Ugh. i mean try it try it in fact that's your homework for next week chew half of a block of no stock cube and just come back and see if you agree with paul Yep,
1: yeah, no worries that's I'll, I'll, I'll have a, a stock cube picnic mate i'll go sit out in my back garden because we can't go anywhere else Get a little, <laughs> little brain cube and uh Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll video it and put it up on Twitter as well. <laughs> See if have <you've> got <laughs> not much else going on in the world. So. <laughs> and finally, for now, uh, leading us into our topic today, Mark Bowen at Mark Big Potatoes. Yeah. Michaels is overrated as a performer and was a far worse politician than Hulk Hogan.
0: Yes, and yes, I agree. What
1: well, overrated?
0: I think he's a very, very good wrestler, but um, there's a lot of uh, of wrestling social media think that the sun absolutely shines out of his wrestling arse and I don't believe that it does. Uh, when he was a uh, world champion, it was it was one of the the kind of down points of uh, of WWE um, in terms of profit, and it only went back up once Austin became champion. Um, so yeah, I. I I, I can see Mark's point. Uh, in terms of politicking, absolutely. He, he If it wasn't for the likes of Undertaker uh, basically threatening to beat the living piss out of him, he wouldn't have even done the job at um, WrestleMania for Austin. He was fully involved in the the screw job uh, with Bret, even though he, he claims that he wasn't. Uh, there's no way that he... he he didn't know about it absolutely not yeah his his group the Click, were renowned for uh politicking and also being very very two-faced uh uh backstage so yeah i believe he is a politicking douchebag i mean not now i, I, I think it, the when he uh came back and it had his lab um his epiphany with, with, uh, with religion. Uh, I think he came back a much more mature person, but, uh, in that first early run, yeah, he was a very much a, uh, a politicking douchebag. And uh, whilst overrated. is probably a stretch. Uh, I don't think the sun shines out of his arse in terms of wrestling. He, I, I
1: totally agree with the politician side of things. Totally. Um, he, he was, he, he was a piece of crap, wasn't he? Let's be honest. He's, he was is was I think, he's, to be he's,
0: he's, I think uh, in in later interviews as well, he's acknowledged how how much of a douchebag he was.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the politician side of it, the politicking side of it, I 100 percent agree with the period. But Shawn Michaels is my favourite wrestler since I was, you know. <laughs> oh,
0: man. I've just offended you on every single point, and I've just <laughs> called recap- out you calling out your Welsh heritage slagging off your favourite wrestler I think this this is the end of the chain <laughs> I haven't got Welsh heritage I mean, think really <laughs> <extreme. laughs> but should
1: we recap here you've called Matt Winnis a bad podcaster right <laughs> and that is true you've had a pop-up Paul about his comments to do a take that and eating stock keeps. now you're slagging off Sean Michaels to me and digging me about having a, a, a Welsh big toe or whatever you know it's like What's going on, mate? Is, is somebody really pissed you off this week? Are you just trying to, like, you know, oh, pick I'm fights for everybody?
0: I'm sounding sassy. I don't even know where it's come from.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> end up getting yourself cancelled mags because everyone's just going to, like, you know, not, not get on with you. The new aggressive mags. No one's going to like it. It
0: won't be the first time. It won't be the first time. <laughs> uh,
1: ah, there we go then. Okay, well, seeing as we were, uh, mentioned Sean Michaels there, thank you very much to everyone who, who tweeted in. We have a couple more left that we might touch on at the end of the show if we have time yeah.
0: I love I love the interaction though with with the people listening along and, and and Twitter really kind of like it 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 makes my day when we when we get to talk to people who are listening to the show so yeah I keep those comments coming in guys yeah definitely definitely at chain
1: underscore wrestling uh, is the show's Twitter handle that's the best place to get in contact with the pair of us. Uh, well, with the show, I suppose with the pair of us, we use our own handles. But yeah, for the show, that's a... <laughs> or send us a letter.
0: You can just send us a normal letter.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, telegram, uh, carrier pigeon. Um... <laughs> so there we go. Um, no mercy, two thousand and eight. The the topic of today's show. I suppose we better get to it, Mags. We've been talking for nearly half an hour. So... <laughs> um, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels in mm-hmm. a ladder match for the world heavyweight title yes um i watched this back today as i said earlier and this is the first time i've watched it back in quite a while really if i'm going to watch any Shawn michaels matches because he's in no way shape or form overrated i will go back and watch uh, other ones and the jericho from wrestlemania 19 stands out to me so this one is one that i've not seen in a little while i really enjoyed this max
0: yeah, um, same. Uh this was something that was happening in my kind of uh hiatus from from wrestling, but uh I knew about it because I was still kind of like uh reading dirt sheets and, and, and results and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, uh, I've seen it back before, I've gone back to to watch it again like you today. And yeah, it's a, a really, really good match, uh, I I've got a bleacher report kind of um uh website up to to basically give a summary of, of how we got to this match as well, if uh, yeah, if right. you'd like me to to run through that. Definitely. So uh on the uh the the aftermath of uh, the Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels match, uh we had Batista confronting HBK, calling him selfish and, and egotistical, uh, which led to them having a match at Backlash, I think it was. Um, but Jericho was involved in that storyline um, because he was named as the special guest referee. Uh, going to that match at Backlash, uh, HBK uh, won after he faked a ninja and then hit uh switch music, but... Jericho was adamant that he knew that Shawn Michaels had faked the injury. I think there was even a point where he he awarded him um, a slammy award for the best acting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jericho and uh, Shawn Michaels were then paired to face uh, Morrison and Miz, I think. uh, uh, And Michaels had to prove to Jericho that it was really hurt, but he ended up admitting that he faked the injury, which led to them having a match at Judgment Day. Um after the, the, the Judgment Day match uh Shawn Michaels finished up his uh, his feud with uh, with Batista uh and then he invited he was invited onto the, the highlight reel with Jericho uh the following night on Raw, uh which Jericho started as 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 an, a normal uh episode of the Highlight Reel, but it quickly uh turned sour when he he basically threw Shawn Michaels through the Geritron, if you remember the the Geritron 5000. Uh, That led to Shawn Michaels having uh, a detached retina, um, a KFA one, obviously. Uh, They'd have a match at the Great American Bash, which uh, Jericho won by ref stoppage uh, after he really kind of attacked that, that injured eye. We then got the the, the retirement of, of Shawn Michaels. Uh, he came out to announce at SummerSlam that he was going to retire, but then we get Jericho coming out. He went to elbow Shawn Michaels, but it, it hit his wife instead, and then that meant that Shawn Michaels didn't want to retire. He wanted vengeance on on Chris Jericho after Jericho was basically showing no remorse for what had happened. Uh, that led to the... Uh, um, was it the unsanctioned match that they had at Unforgiven, uh, which uh, I think Shawn Michaels won? Uh, Michaels thinking that that meant he the the feud was over, but Jericho ended up uh, at that same event replacing CM Punk in the championship scramble match and was able to uh, to come out as the world champion. Um, so Shawn Michaels pissed off that Jericho hadn't got his comeuppance, challenged. Uh, to a, to a ladder match. Uh, and I didn't even realise, but it, this was the time when Mark Adamley was the, the Raw general manager, the famous Mark Adamley, who couldn't even remember the, the wrestler's names, but he made the match official. And uh, that's what led to where we are now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned there the championship scramble match uh, at the previous pay-per-view when Jericho won the title. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that seeing as we mentioned it there? I don't know when it will come up again um, I, I think it's quite a novel concept really what are your thoughts
0: yeah it, 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 it kind of uh it was a really, really uh, kind of different way to have a championship match, and uh, around this period, WWE was, was really trying to innovate with uh, with matches. It, it, uh, this was early into the that uh, like the eliminate uh, the elimination chamber and uh, money in the bank and stuff like that. So yeah, I thought it was a a cool way of having a different match and involving a lot of the the talent because it was a very talent heavy uh company back then and a lot of big stars and it's a way to kind of really get a lot of them involved
1: mm, yeah no i thought it was good they had several on the same show didn't they one for the ecw title and mm-hmm. one for the yeah, maybe one on a pay-per-view would be enough maybe that was a bit of overkill but i, I kind of remember it like enjoying it at the time i'll have to go back and watch yeah. that again at some stage i think mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So here we are then at No Way Out 2008. Um, The match starts in a sort of fairly standard standard pace. um, The guy's going back and forth in the ring a little bit, but it doesn't take long before some of the bigger moves are being busted out, Max, does it?
0: No, uh, and we get a, a lot of kind of callbacks to uh, previous uh, ladder matches. The first one that we get is the the, the seesaw uh, where uh, Shawn Michaels uh, hits uh, Jericho uh, kind of in the same way that uh, I think it was Joey Mercury whose face got absolutely smashed open a, mm-hmm. a couple of years previous. Uh, luckily, Jericho didn't suffer as ba- bad an injury as that, but it, it certainly started the the blood flowing.
1: He, he lost a turf as well, didn't he? In this,
0: yeah, he certainly did. Yeah, well, I, and, I, and I you see you, know when that happened. I think it was this point. It was at, okay. at, 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 that that, uh, and you see him uh, after he wins the match. He he he, uh, he he puts on a massive smile. You can see the gap in his in his teeth.
1: Mm. That must have been bloody painful, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Jericho also pulls off something that I don't think I've seen him do before or since. Uh, maybe he has, and I've just missed it. Michaels is stood on the apron on the outside of the ring. Jericho jumps onto the middle rope on the inside of the ring, clears the top rope, and hits Shawn Michaels with this kind of flying shoulder block and sends him off off the ring. I thought that was really impressive.
0: Yeah, um, this is peak Jericho. Uh, You see a lot of his stuff that he does now. uh, And and then you look back, we watched this... back this match from 12 years ago and you can see the difference in how he's, he's had to evolve as a wrestler as he is as got older this was almost like the the middle ground from the the cruiserweight half lane jericho to the, the the demo god jericho we've got now and he was pulling off some uh, some really good moves i think there was a point when he did um, the the lion salt onto the ladder um, and then you look back at AEW last week when he he could barely pull off the 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 lion's Hulk. So yeah, it he, uh, he was very much a, an athletic Chris Jericho.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, whilst we're on that topic, then I suppose with Jericho here uh, with the short hair and he was wearing the suits, wasn't he? And he, <laughs> he's the king of, I suppose, reinventing himself, yep. different. When he turns from good guy to bad guy, or leaves and comes back, or or what, what whatever he does, going to Japan, AEW, he, he reinvents himself all the time. Uh, I know you've always been quite a big Jericho fan, Mags. Yeah. Have you got a preference to which Chris Jericho is your favourite, or?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's probably the original WWF Jericho, uh, the the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, uh, okay. big. But- because that's when I was at the 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 heart of my uh wrestling fandom and I I just can't like I can't forget that massive pop that he got when he interrupted the rock um on his debut but I do. I also have a soft spot for the uh, the original iteration of the, of the Sabers Y2J, uh, the one that was coming back to uh, to save us from Randy Orton and and save the WWE from from uh, from him. So those two are probably my favourite. But I. I, I don't think there's one that I particularly dislike. Uh, I mean, business suit Jericho, um, the best in the world at what he does, Jericho. List of Jericho, um, pain maker. Um, I, I, I don't think there's one that I can say, yeah, this is a Jericho that I didn't like.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing, uh, amazing list of reinventions, isn't it? Really?
0: Yeah, superb. Oh.
1: Yeah, definitely. So so I, I can't think of another wrestler who's who's done that as often as well to be honest, but there we go. Um we get Jericho hurting his leg, don't we? Um mm-hmm. he gets his Sorry. leg tangled up in the ladder as Michaels throws it to the to the floor, doesn't entangles it up and uh, and
0: a lovely call back to what essentially started this feud as well. What was that? I was saying uh the, the the leg injury was a a great kind of callback to oh, yeah. start of this feud. Um Sorry. with it being over um Shawn Michaels faking a leg injury. And I also really liked the the way that uh they broke out with the figure four, which uh which um Goes all the way back to the Flair retirement match, uh, and then obviously with Jericho focusing on the eye a lot, uh, it, they really like, did well in in those like callbacks to to why this feud got to where we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know why the proper brain fart moment then when you figure <laughs> out what you want to wait, but no, I get you. Now <laughs> um, we had a crazy bump on the outside as well, didn't we? Where it looked like. It looked like Michaels, I think, was setting up potentially for an elbow or a moonsault onto the, onto you... Jericho through the announced table. But Jericho got up, and it looked like he was going to try and belly to back suplex Michaels through the table from being from a decent height on the ladder. And they ended up both coming off the ladder and going through the table. That was that was quite unique. I don't think I've really seen something like that done before.
0: Yeah, it, uh, it, it in almost that, ended... in that way. It almost ended up looking like a a rock bottom, the way that Jericho shifted his weight uh, and and basically threw Shawn Michaels through the, the ladder. Yeah, it, was a, it was a very weird setup, but it, it ended up working and they both basically destroyed the table.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, there's another moment when uh, Michaels ends up pushing Jericho off the top rope with the ladder. Yeah, and the ladder then uh, falls on him, and he then drop, does, he he brings the big elbow drop off the top rope onto the ladder as well.
0: That did that. I don't know if you had the same kind of feeling as as I did, but that felt to me like that it was a botch. Uh, yeah, the because, ladder didn't
1: seem to end up where they wanted it to, did it?
0: Yeah, I think what was supposed to happen was that Jericho was meant to keep hold of the ladder whilst he landed. Because if you if you keep your eye on Jericho while Shawn Michaels is setting up for the elbow, he's actually pulling the ladder back onto himself. Mm. Uh, so I think the 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 point was that he was meant to land with the ladder on him, uh, and then Shawn Michaels dropped the elbow. But the 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 spot still worked. It still looked looked really good, but you could see where Jericho was kind of like shuffling himself into into position to get the ladder above him.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can see him sort of trying to maneuver it around, can't you, to get it right. Mm-hmm. But- I mean that Shawn Michaels top rope elbow drop. I think is absolutely fantastic. It just does. yeah,
0: so well, good. Probably the the top three of elbow drops that that uh, I've seen in wrestling. I think uh, Macho Man is probably second, and then number one is is uh, Kari Sane. I Absolutely adore the way she does oh, an elbow yeah, drop. Yeah. yeah, that is good. She's got like an extra sort of swing to it, hasn't she?
1: She sort of yeah. takes to the air. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um. Yeah, and bit, uh, shortly after this, Jericho pins Shawn Michaels under the ladder as he's climbing up to get the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this leads to another pretty spectacular visual as, as Michaels, who's led on the mat underneath the ladder, kind of pushes the ladder upwards off him and Jericho is sent off the ladder over the top rope to the floor. Uh, yeah. I mean, the landing itself, it looked fairly straightforward and fairly comfortable even though he sold the leg again but the visual of him coming from the middle of the ring over the top rope was quite spectacular wasn't it
0: yeah it certainly was and and the 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 way that Shawn michael's kind of powered up as well uh really just that was a such a good spot uh brave of jericho to to take the the bump from such a massive heart as well because you you're talking about being in the ring and then on top of a ladder and being thrown over to, to the floor. Yeah, it's a, a really well-done spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's something that happens a lot in this match. It's mm-hmm. that there's moments that I... I mean, ladder matches now, there's, there's so many of them out there for you to view, and they're yeah. done all the time in various companies and so on. Um, and a lot of the time they become just a, a stunt show or a spot fest, as some people might might word it. This one, I think there's moments in it that are, that are quite unique. There's moments that I look at and think, OK, well, I've not seen that often, or if at all.
0: Yeah, and and certainly unique to this time period. Uh, like I said, now a lot of matches are ten a penny, and it, it's, it's hard to be... Uh, fully unique uh with when you're using something that's been used so many times but uh in this match certainly they they pulled off some really good spots uh, i mean the, the one going towards the end of the match where uh jericho got his leg caught and he was uh he was hanging down i thought that was a brilliant uh, um kind of uh, use of the ladder uh, just before lance Cade interrupted and even the the actual finish was, uh, was really, really clever when uh, they were both hel- holding onto the towel and uh, Jericho was falling and then Shawn Michaels pulled him towards him and Jericho landed the headbutt. Really good use of, of the ladder and really kind of unique, like you said. Uh, this was um, a match that, that, that kind of like, broke out a lot of uh, stuff that we hadn't seen before in ladder matches.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the finish, like, like you say, is really really creative. I mean, you mentioned Lance Cade there, uh, Garrison Cade, uh, uh, as he was known as a little, bit, um, <laughs> um I completely forgotten about Lance Cade
0: being associated with Jericho at all. I completely yep. forgot this happened. Sad. Um, when, I mean, it's been a while since I even have uh, watched this match, so when he came out, he was like, oh my, God, is that Lance Cade? Uh But yeah, and again, another link back to Shawn Michaels, because I'm sure he, he uh, was one of the, the people who trained at Shawn Michaels uh, uh, Academy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did, um, and he went off and worked, I think, in Japan for a bit before going to some developmental mm-hmm. territories and, and so on. He was um, a tag partner with... Oh, what Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch. That's right. a real throwback style with Trevor Murdoch, wasn't it? A real sort of throwback think, territory.
0: He's, and I think Trevor Murdoch's in in the N.W.A. now. Yes, if I remember that. Right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And he, he looks exactly the same, just older. <laughs> 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 but um, obviously, Lance Cady died incredibly yeah. young, 20, only twenty-nine yeah. years of age. Um, another another wrestler gone far too young to drug issues or demons as they call it in the business Mm -hmm. um thankfully we don't see as many now as we once did hopefully that trend is maybe coming to a a close but yeah it's still not great when you see these guys pop up on the network and just wonder oh i wonder what happened to him and then people might look it up and see oh okay another one to add to the list of i suppose um disasters coming out of the wrestling business maybe
0: yeah very sad it's 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 sad to see, but like you said, uh, the the wrestling business seems to be changing, uh, uh, and kind of mindsets are changing. I mean, there's been a, a massive uh, backlash to uh, comments that The Undertaker made recently about how, uh, back in his day, um, you would wrestlers would be drinking a six pack and and, and taking drugs, and and now they sat around playing video games. And if that, uh, if that. Basically prolongs a wrestler's career and, and make sure that they stay healthy. Um, I'm all for them playing video games rather than uh, having a gun in their bag, as Undertaker said.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you said as well, Max, that the
1: finish to the match, both both individuals clinging to the title, um, Jericho sort of swinging back, catching Michaels and sending him to the floor. It's so creative, isn't it? And I think that we spoke about the. The Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels ladder match from WrestleMania 10 in an earlier mm-hmm. episode. And we spoke about how creative that finish was too, with Michaels getting tangled up in the ropes. Um, I like things like that because it makes sense. It, it, well, it makes sense in telling the story of the match.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, there was a point. Uh... Um, if you remember where uh, Sean Michaels uh, is on the ladder and Jericho pushes him, uh, and he's he's meant to uh, do the kind of the splits on the rope, uh, there was a point where Michaels looked like he was trying to get his leg trapped again, and again yeah. in a th- in a throwback to that WrestleMania uh, ten match, and he couldn't quite pull it off. Um, but yeah, that would have been a, a cool throwback. But yeah the the way that michael's is is able to uh and i'm sure it wasn't just him but the way he's able to have these like unique uh finishes to ladder matches is is is, is really good and this was a brave finish for me as well because it these guys have wrestled for 20 plus minutes they were both hanging on to the strap uh for for leverage and it uh, there were multiple points where both of them had one hand on the strap, and it only takes slipping, and and that's the 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 finish screwed. So it was very brave that they were they they did this finish, and it worked p- pretty much perfectly. When Michaels tried to yank the title out of Jericho's hands, and it and it pulls him towards him, and he lands the headbutt, and Michaels drops, and Jericho retains his title. Yeah, and he sells
1: it really well, doesn't he, Michaels? Yeah, bumping and and just lying there afterwards. Jericho sort of smirks and wanders around, showing his gappy mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very much like um, the, the Mick Foley one, where he he lost a tooth foot in the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, he was trying to like, show everyone that he'd lost a tooth. foot Jericho pulled it off even better, because he had that like, this almost like a hillbilly uh, gap in his teeth.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that's... That sort of concludes the match. Really, there we go. That's the uh, Jericho retains his world title. That's the end of end of the pay per view. They go off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mags, as always, we rate things out of ten. Um, what do you give this one?
0: Oof. Now, it was a really good ladder match. It's it's arguably better than the the WrestleMania 10 one in terms of spots, uh, I, but I just don't think it matches it in terms of um, of, of uniqueness. Uh, that that WrestleMania 10, it, it was um, it was more of a standout because it was the first, essentially the first ever one. Uh, saying that, I, I really did enjoy this, uh, so I'm 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 going to give it a, a, a fairly high score. Um, I think I'm going to go with a, a seven point five.
1: Okay, okay, um, I'm probably going to go a, a smidge higher than that. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. And again, it's it's um, it's a match I've not seen a lot of, mm-hmm. which surprises me because I'm a fan of ladder matches. I like Jericho and uh, you know, I'm a huge Michaels fan. You'd have thought I'd have watched it a lot more than I have. But I was watching things back and there was a lot of spots in it that I couldn't remember, moments that I couldn't remember at all. So it was, it was a really good watch for me. I really enjoyed going back and seeing it again. Um, I agree that... Maybe there are moments that make this stand out, but the fact that WrestleMania 10 was such an historic match and was such a great match probably gives WrestleMania 10 the edge for me, the ladder match mm-hmm. there. I think I gave that one a nine, so I'm going to go for um, probably an eight out of ten for this one. Um, seems, seems fair. It, I believe it won the match of the year with the with dave Meltzer's publication and he gave it four and a half stars or four and a quarter stars, or something quite high um and it was it was really positively you know received all over the place from what i can gather so yeah i mean i i again i really enjoyed watching it it is it was, it was a great contest
0: yep i agree
1: okay um excellent stuff so shall we have a look at where we can go next max
0: Yes, we shall, I mean, uh Just for context, we've been talking behind the scenes. Uh, we've watched a hell of a lot of good wrestling matches. I mean, this one is is definitely in that. Um, but wrestling is not always good. I mean, I did try and put forward a a terrible, terrible match uh, uh, last week. Obviously, it got absolutely destroyed in the polls, which are uh, fair play. Uh, but <laughs> the thing about wrestling is, it there's a there's always a fun element to it. There's always a ridiculous element to it. Um, So I think just looking at amazing matches isn't telling the full story of wrestling for me. Um, So I've got a couple of picks that I'm contemplating. Um, One of them is massively obvious. Uh, We've got Joe Markles uh, in here, and he's been involved in some amazingly good matches, but there's one... Match that stands out as being totally ridiculous, um, and it's amazing for its ridiculousness. Uh, so, I'm tempted with Shawn Markles versus Hulk Hogan.
1: Um oh, the um, the SummerSlam match where he ridiculously summer, oversells everything. Yeah. The
0: massive, massive overselling, which was uh, which was because Hogan reneged on a a, a three match uh, kind of feud you know what you could also do as well
1: from there, right? Because okay. you've, you've gone to Michael's and Hogan. You could take it one step further and go back to 1991 when Hulk Hogan saved the world from the evil Iraqi invaders and Sergeant Sauter at WrestleMania seven months.
0: You could do that, but why would you?
1: Yeah, why would you? Why would you? <laughs>
0: So um, I'm tempted with that match. The I mean, I, I like to watch that match at least once a year, just because of how ridiculously overselling there there are there is. I mean, there's a point where Michaels is on led over the corner of the post, and and Hogan's laying the boot in, and Michaels jumping about six foot off the air every single time. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But I'm not going to go with that match. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay with No Mercy for my oh, okay. choice. Uh, now, No Mercy uh, actually started in 1999 uh, as a pay-per-view. Um, it was actually a UK-based uh, pay-per-view at first. Um, I think that one was in May of 1999, where I think it was uh, at Manchester Arena. But the f- the first actual uh, worldwide No Mercy was uh, later on in, in, in 1999. In, I think it was October 1999, um, October the 17th. And there's one match on on that card that stands out as ridiculous. Um, and it's for the Intercontinental title. It's a the good housekeeping match between Chana and Jeff Jarrett.
1: Lots to talk about there, isn't there? A lot to get into <laughs> with that The whole Jarrett story. And um, at the time, he was causing a few issues contract-wise as well, I believe, wasn't he? <laughs> and the yep. match itself is ludicrous um, absolutely but at the same time I totally agree with you uh, as as we were messaging during the week um, I agree we should be looking at some of the sillier more humorous sides of uh, the wrestling world not just great matches that we're giving 9 out of 10 every week and we started off with Steiner Booker T in that straight jacket steel cage and that was hysterical to watch back so <laughs> I totally get where you're coming from and I think that's that's what we should be doing um, what a great pick. Why? That's, that's, I've not seen that in years. That's, that's mm. a great shape, Max. That's a great shape. I will also stick with No Way Out. But I'm not going to go as far back as you. Okay. Um, I'm going to go one year earlier. And again, same as yourself, using the pay-per-view itself as the link. I'm going to go with Batista versus The Great Carly. In a Punjabi prison match.
0: Oh Jesus! I mean, this <laughs> ridiculous and this downright horrific, and you have gone with the downright horrific pick. Yes,
1: without a <laughs> doubt, without a doubt. I can remember there being only maybe one, maybe one other of these matches, or uh, maybe two other matches that held had this gimmick. Um, yeah, th-
0: I, th- but, I think. Or- Did he have a match with Orton? Uh,
1: yes. in in one. Or was that Jinder Mahal?
0: It could, yeah, that may
1: be Jinder Carly, Mahal. Yeah, yeah. Cardi came down as a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's just ridiculous. The, the double cage all made out of a material that makes it impossible to see the ring. And it's just another <laughs> example of how wrestling can be so daft and silly and just, just nonsense at times. Yeah. It's a great pick. So, so there we go. Those are the two options for next week's show. Um, We have the Good Housekeeping match from No Mercy, what was it, Mags, 99, wasn't it? No Mercy, 1999,
0: October 17th.
1: Yeah, and that was Jeff Jarrett versus China. And we have No Mercy 2007, Batista versus The Great Carly in a Punjabi prison match. Um, Before we depart, I said we had a couple more quick unpopular opinions. And they all come from your buddy Radio Techers, Mags. Oh, Jesus. Um, let me have a look what we've got here. And I've left until last because um, he's got a couple here that we want to run through and a couple that I don't understand. So I think you know, I'm hoping you can shed some light to them.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. I'll try.
1: First one, um, hot take. The Punk Slow Joe Ring of Honor trilogy is as good as the Omega Okada rivalry. That's nonsense. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying i have not seen all of the Punk Joe Ring of Honor trilogy to judge. Um, I'm a big fan of the Omega Okada rivalry, but I- I've not seen enough to make that judgment myself. Have you? Yeah, seen do like-
0: know, do you know, you I- know, I have to agree with you. Uh, I, uh, as I said on the on the Punk and Samoa Joe uh, episode. I hadn't seen the, the 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 matches in Ring of Honor, so yeah, uh, I have to concede that point. Uh, for me, it would take a hell of a lot for. For uh, that uh, rivalry to, to be as good as, as Omega versus car, but I'm not I'm not in the best position to, to definitively say that it's not as good. So I'll concede that.
1: Okay. <laughs> um again at Radio Techers. Uh this year's Super Bowl will not be worth watching. Did you watch any NFL, Mags?
0: Not uh, I mean I know. What's happening in it? Because I'm uh, in mean, a couple of DM groups who are absolutely obsessed with uh, with NFL, uh, but no, it's not something that's really on my radar. I think the is it the the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers final? Uh, Tom Brady going for yet another uh, Super Bowl win? Um, yeah, I mean I won't be watching it, so he's right in that point. It's it's <laughs> something I'll certainly be missing. I'm a little disappointed to actually read that because I've started,
1: I've always, I've always tried to watch the Super Bowl each year just mm-hmm. because there's so much hype around it. And, you know, I, I always try and give it a go, I suppose. And yeah. I just never get it. I don't understand the rules, I don't understand what's going on. It's too stop start for me. Um, but then since, since the whole lockdown thing's been going on, there's so much NFL being shown on, on Sky Sports here in the UK. I kept catching bits of games. And then there was a highlights program on, so I watched a bit of that, and I started to grasp a little bit more about what was going on, I started to enjoy it a bit. Um, <laughs> so this would have been potentially the first Super Bowl I would have tried to watch, having actually watched some of the regular season and understood a little bit more about what was going on. So to have somebody who is obviously more more in, in the know than myself say that this year's Super Bowl might not be worth watching, I'm sort of thinking, oh, crap, okay then. <laughs>
0: I mean... It, it, it's subjectivity though. I mean, if you you don't have any kind of like affiliation with a team. And you're watching it as a neutral fan. It, it may still be a really good Super Bowl to watch. I mean, when um, the NFL were doing uh, UK uh, matches, I think they did like say two or three matches uh, in the UK uh, every year. Me and uh, my younger son were were looking to go to one of the matches at, at, at Wembley, but unfortunately, uh, COVID put the the kibosh to that. Uh, so it's something that. I'll watch from time to time, and I mean, I I, I do understand the rules, uh, but I, it's not. I'm not a massive fan of it. I'm not. It's not something that I, I would go out of my way to watch.
1: No, no. It's all. I, I I leave it on if I'm flicking through and can't find anything else. Yeah, pretty sense. much. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, and this one you're going to have to help me out with because I've got no <sighs> idea what any of this stuff means. Um, hot take again at Radio Techers. Um, the recent hard seltzer fad is worse than hipster microbrew and IPA fads. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what any of those things are.
0: <laughs> right. So, and I'm surprised because I thought you would know at least two of these things. So, hipster microbrews are, are, are like uh, these specialist beers that you get that are, are, are made in in small quantities. Though the the kind that are. Uh, Uh, Andy and uh, Steve talk about on uh, Bang Bang Pong podcast okay right right so IPAs are Indian pale ale so essentially lagers okay and um, hard seltzers are are pretty much fizzy water like flavoured fizzy water but with vodka in Uh, you might have seen people talk about stuff like white claw well, that's essentially yeah. what it is. Like, like you're drinking fizzy vodka with, uh, fizzy water with vodka in. Uh, and there was a reply from uh, Anthony from uh, Shooting the Sportsish, uh who I know is a, a big fan of, uh, of White Claws. Uh, and he's also very much a hipster. So he liked all of them, which did not come as a shock to me whatsoever. Uh,
1: okay, so now you've actually explained it micro brews that does make sense ipas of course i know what an ipa is i don't know why i said i didn't that was ridiculous of me <laughs> the hard seltzer thing i had no idea but you're right i do hear people talk about white claw so yeah, yeah that's i've never tried one myself but uh yes yeah, so that but, kind of shed a bit of light there mags but i'd yeah. be lost about you pal wouldn't I? <laughs> it's
0: yeah. essentially an alkapot with right. with the the hint of of that elderflower or cherry i suppose uh,
1: okay Nothing beats a good bottle of a lemon hooch, though, mate, does it?
0: Oh, uh, God. Do you, in, did did you ever have um, Mad Dog 2020?
1: Oh, I was talking to my sister about this the other week. We used to go to the park and buy bottles of Mad Dog and just sit in the park, me and my sister and a few mates, and just get absolutely wrecked on yeah. this, this, and cheap um, cheap vodka that, you know, you can't pronounce the name of because it's Simone Brand. It's probably like a <laughs> tip. Yeah. Mad Dog Ow. 2020. Oh, dear.
0: We we used to, uh, our kind of like alcohol of choice for, for parks, because I think every teenager uh has, has drunk at the local park. It's it's like a rite of passage in Britain. Uh, yep. <laughs> but ours was was either white lightning. Uh oh, if God. we if we had uh if we were low on funds, it was a white lightning because you could get it for like a quid. Um or if we were feeling a bit flush, we'd get something like uh, a two litre uh, bottle of Old English cider. Why? Yeah, white, But,
1: white it. Oh, but yeah, Mad, dog,
0: Mad Dog, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. God, I've, that was the first time I was ever sick of alcohol. Uh, I think I got. I think it was the blue one, uh coconut flavor and up yeah, And I threw it up against the wall, uh, going <laughs> up my, my my parents' stairs. Yeah, it was. It was horrific.
1: Oh, fantastic. And just multicolored vomit trickling down your parents' wallpaper.
0: Yeah, and I slept for a full 24 hours after that.
1: Yeah. They still sell it in the shop right by me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I had a bottle... Uh, we was at a house party a few years ago, and I, I got a bowl just for to see if I kind of like got that nostalgia for it. And yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's absolutely revolting. I don't know how I stomached it uh, as a as a teen, but I definitely can't stomach it as an adult. Oh,
1: well, there you go. That's what we can. Uh, well, that's what I can be experimenting with during the week then, and I'll report back. <laughs> I can have my, my my half a stock cube and some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. There we go. The, at the, the same the, time yeah at the same time I'll report back Mags and let you know <laughs> <laughs> okay so there we go then that concludes another episode of Chain Wrestling with Mags and Sai. Uh, your options one more time for uh, next week's topic we have the good housekeeping match at No Mercy 1999 or the Punjabi prison match at No Mercy 2007 Mags before we disappear just let everyone know where they can find you online
0: my friend Okay, so if you want to uh, silently uh, watch me have arguments with fellow members of Wrestling Twitter before mm-hmm. we mutually block each other, uh, it's at DJ DAJKirk, where you can also, if you want, find uh, links to any of the content I'm involved with.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Um, the sh- my account is at SJP Words. The show's account is at Chain underscore Wrestling, where you can keep an eye out for any questions we ask uh interact with the show as much as possible it's it's, it's great fun hearing from everybody and vote in the polls um okay after my little my little uh, twitter suspension earlier i'm now gonna go off and try and pick a fight with myspace um, (laughs) and i will speak to you next week mags enjoy
0: your fight with myspace i'll speak to you next week cheers mate bye bye